Hey, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of the Slow Smoke Business Show. I'm your host, Jared Morgan. And if you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook, you can see we're in a different setting this time. Instead of being at the grill and grilling something, I'm actually in my office this time. Don't worry, I'm actually going to be grilling uh, over the holidays, so don't worry. Um, but I wanted to be in a different setting today because I, I really wanted to focus on the content that I wanted to share. Um, this particular subject is really, really special to me. And so I've been thinking about this episode for quite some time. And I kind of wanted to do a stripped down raw version of an episode to share with you guys the process that I follow to set goals and um, a framework for myself to follow for the coming year. And also how I sort of frame how I look back on the things that I've done uh, over the last several years. If you followed the show for much time, you know this is called The Living Ledger. Um, it's literally a process that you can follow to create, I don't want to call it a mission statement, it's more like a framework, a, a passion project, or something that you can actually tangibly touch that allows you to really think about your coming year and the person that you want to be and the areas of your life that you want to focus on. So today, I actually have my notebook here, my living ledger, and I wanted to share with you the backstory on this, what it is, and how to do it for yourself. So what is a living ledger? Well, for me, it's this notebook. Now, I strongly believe you should write these things down physically on paper. Um, there's something more raw and personal about your own handwriting, uh, but maybe this doesn't work for you. Maybe you want to type it. But the idea is you want to find a very special place that you can start to collect your thoughts. Uh, the reason that I, I got this nice notebook, it's actually a cover, uh, if you're watching online, of a dusty, that I put over a dusty, kind of beat up old University of Florida notebook. That's where I went to college. Um, and it's something that you want to have that you're going to be revisiting every single year. So make sure you kind of make it special. The idea here is that you're going to write your thoughts out for the coming year about who you want to be and in the different areas of your life. And we'll cover that in a second, but you're going to revisit this every year and um, you're going to come back and think about what were my goals last year? How did this year play out and really reflect on what that looks like, where this came from for me. Um, I started this early on in my career. I was a young kind of like, you know, didn't have a lot of direction kid, that had dropped out of college and felt the calling to be an entrepreneur, felt the calling to be doing something really special. I felt like God had put a calling in my life to do something impactful because I was supposed to do something, but I didn't really know what that something was. And so I needed some clarity. And I decided to start this process where I would get this notebook out and I would write out for myself the, the different things that I wanted to accomplish in different areas of my life. And then every year I would revisit that notebook and kind of see where I landed. Not really keeping score, but thinking about it like reflecting on like, ah, did I get away from that? Was I, was I misguided when I set those goals? Did something crazy happen in my life that distracted me from it? It really allowed me to get some clarity to kind of keep revisiting that. So I want to share that process with you. Uh, the first thing you want to do after you get your notebook is you want to plan a day. And I'm not, not like an hour or not two hours, but take an entire day from the time you get up to the time you hit dinner or maybe longer, whatever it takes you to like get in the right mindset and really kick out some quality work. 
you want to get a day that you're dedicating to yourself. And now you're going to say, Jared, like I got so much going on. I got kids. I got a job. I got all these stuff. Look, I believe that you can find time. I believe in it. And the reason I believe in it is if you know what a focused set of goals can do for your life and for your family and for your health and for your spiritual life, you would make time. So I'm, I'm challenging you to find a day. And that's why I'm doing it this time of year, because to me, it's easiest to do this. Your mind's sort of thinking about the coming year. So it's easiest to do this at the end of the year. The holidays are around. And so you tend to find a little more time than normal. But if it pushes into January or if you're just coming across this podcast in a July and you want to try it, it really doesn't matter. I've done these in the past in the middle of the year. I've done them at the end of the year. I tend to do them at the end of the year because I like sort of like the idea of jumping into a new year after the holidays with a refreshed set of goals. Um, but take an entire day to yourself to dedicate to figuring out what you should write down for your life. Um, after you've picked that day and that day has come, I kind of have a framework that I follow that gets me in the right mindset to do this. Now, I encourage you to figure out your own process, right? Figure out your own way to do this. But for me, when I get up that morning, um, I put on comfortable clothes or, or my favorite clothes, things that get me feeling like me. So some years it was like I had a favorite polo shirt. Some years like I had a, an old college t-shirt that I would put on, but I wanted to feel like me. Then I would go off, I'd have a breakfast somewhere, drink some coffee, and I would start listening to music that put me in a good headspace, made me feel reflective. The first thing you want to do in this process is really spend some time looking backward. Maybe looking backward at the previous year. If this is your first time doing it, maybe look backward at most of your adult life or wherever you're at in your life. Kind of think about the journey that you've been on that got you to this place. Good, bad, or indifferent. Think about the journey that you've been on, the lessons you've learned, the experiences you've had, the bad stuff, the good stuff. You really are trying to tap into who you are, and you do that by getting plugged into the things that have happened to you. So for me, I'll get my comfy clothes on, I'll get in my car, and I'll start driving around listening to some of my favorite songs, music, things that kind of put me in a good headspace, and I will drive past places I used to work, right? I'll drive past a couple of places I used to live. Um, I'll drive past a place that you know, maybe inspired me in a certain way, or I had an experience or something like that. And um, there's something about, especially if you spend a long time at a job, maybe you did or you didn't like it. There's something about driving to that place and parking in the parking lot for a few minutes and reflecting on what your life looked like when you worked there. Uh, what were you worried about? What were you trying to accomplish? Did you really even think about the future? If you didn't, should you have? What did you learn while you were there? What kind of person were you when you were going through those experiences? Again, we're trying to tap into who you are and the essence of, of like you as a person. And you can do that by, again, comfy clothes, music, doing things to jog your memory. Another thing, if you let's say you've moved somewhere and you don't have the ability to drive to, uh, to places, you know, that, that, that can jog your memory. One of the things that I'll also do is pull out your phone and just start flipping through photos. If you're like me or you're like most people, you probably snap a lot of photos during the year and just zipping through those and looking through that while listening to music can really give you a sense of 
you know, where you've come from and the emotions kind of come back and the happiness and the, it, you'll be amazed at how reflective you can get if you just sort of do some things, unplug music, jog your memory with photos or go into places and just get reflective. Now I, I do this probably for the first hour or two that day, um, giving myself some time to really decompress from the daily uh, grind. And I probably should have said this at the beginning, but one of the most essential things is do not be answering emails that day. This is not a day for you to do your day-to-day -day work. You need to tell your loved ones, your wife, your spouse, your husband, whatever, that, hey, I'm, I'm doing this. It's really important. And I need some time today to not be bothered. Put your email on do not disturb. You know, Put your phone on do not disturb. Don't be answering a bunch of texts. Really get unplugged from the day. And it may take you an hour or two to kind of turn off the inertia of the day and the, you know, that, that sort of thing where people are pinging you for work stuff, turn it off. It's one day you're, you're investing one day in your future. What better investment could you make than putting a single day into who you want to be and being the person and the, and the, you know, the achiever that you want to be. So after you've done this for a few hours, you want to kind of land somewhere that you can sit and write. So through the years, I've been doing this for, gosh, I think 16 years or something like that now. Um, I think you want to find somewhere if for me, it's like a coffee shop some years, some years, like I was blessed enough to be near the coast. And so I'd go to an oyster bar. I like to go places where I can eat foods and things that make me feel like oysters are my favorite food. Right. And so uh, I love to go somewhere where I can get some of those and, and I get kind of like, excited. I'm in a good mood. I like to eat. So cl clearly, if you watch the podcast, but I'll go somewhere and get some barbecue or get some oysters and just be kind of getting in a good mood. And I get somewhere where I can write. Once you sort of land somewhere where you think you can sort of settle in for a little while um, and you might need to move around a little bit and yeah, you want to spend three hours at a restaurant, but you know, you want to get somewhere where you can be by yourself and write. And um, you want to get this notebook out and you want to start writing. Let me tell you how you want to write. So the first thing you kind of want to do is think about what you've learned over the last year. What have you learned? Like good and bad. You know, I'll open up my notebook and um, the first thing I wrote down about what I learned in 2021, and I won't get into like the specifics of the personal stuff that actually made me write this, but I learned, thank God you don't always get what you want. And I know there were some things going on in my life and in my career that I was just, I wanted this thing and, and it didn't happen. And uh, thank God it didn't because where I ended up, God had a way better plan for me, right? And so, um, you know, I wrote down being intentional in your free time is the way to enjoy it. Like think about the things that have happened to you in this, in, in the past year, or if you're doing this for the first time, the past couple of years, but write down the lessons that you've learned. Like, Oh, I, I learned that. I, I can't tell you how emotional you can get over this section because think about if you do this for five years or 10 years, you have pages that are the collective wisdom of your learned experiences. And I can flip back through some of these things and in this little side pocket, I'll hold it up where you can kind of see it. In the side pocket here, I actually have like all of the written out things from the past and being able to flip back through these uh, and look at, you know, what I learned in 2019. 
um, you're only as good as your ability to be effective, right? Um, being smart and experienced doesn't matter if you can't affect change. Like that's just one little thing that I learned in that year. Who knew what was getting ready to come in 2020, right? But write those things down. And um, there's something interesting about writing down things like that because it really cements it in your brain. Like, yeah, you learned a lesson, but we, I mean, we tend to forget things, right? Lots coming at you in life. We've got a lot of responsibilities, things you're trying to do. There's something really cool about writing down the things you've learned that kind of like cement them into your mind. And then 12 months later, if you've kind of forgotten some of them, you can remember it when you start flipping back through. After you've written out what you learned this year, um, if you have done the Living Ledger before, I would pull out previous years and start flipping through, thinking about what was going on with your life and reading the goals that you see. It's really, really important for you to do this if you've done this before, because for me, you start to learn things about yourself and about your ability to achieve things when you read what your goals were in a, in a coming year. And then you think about what happened to you that year and whether you achieved them or not. You know, I, I could go into my, my living ledger writings that I wrote at the end of 2019 and plan for 2020. Who knew there was going to be a global pandemic, right? Who, who knew, right? And so there's a lot of goals in there that, yeah, of course I didn't get to that because like the whole world turned upside down. But there's also insights that I gained. I saw myself year after year after year, I wrote the same goal lose weight, lose weight, lose weight every single year. And I thought, what, what am I doing wrong? That that's the goal every year I get back and I, oh, I gotta do that this coming year. And, and it, it taught me some things I needed to change my approach. And that's a whole nother episode, but like I figured out I needed to change my approach because clearly I wasn't getting there if I was writing that same goal every year over and over. So go back through your previous writings. If you have them, um, if you don't kind of jump to the next thing, now, this next part is a part that I had to learn over the years, but it's one of the most essential parts to really getting your mind right when you start setting goals for yourself. When I was younger, I picked a lot of role models. I had people that I wanted to emulate, but over the years, what I sort of found, you know, there's that old saying, never meet your heroes, right? The idea that you emulate somebody suggests that they, everything they do is correct, and that's never the case. Like, there's always parts of someone's life you don't want to emulate. If you think about Kobe Bryant, there's all sorts of things that you could want to emulate from that guy. His work ethic, his drive, his confidence, how hard that he would work compared to everybody else. But you certainly don't want to emulate some of the issues he had in his personal life, right? And certainly early on, right? So you don't want to emulate everything about what everybody's doing, right? So what's a better thing to do that I found was to make your role model the idealized version of yourself. Now, what does that mean? If you take some time and think about the person you are, not like, you know, oh, suddenly I'm a NFL quarterback or whatever, but the version of yourself that you are where you're turning the dial up on all the things that you really want to be, whether you're more personable, in a better shape, more charitable, make more money, a better dad, a better wife, but whatever. If you can visualize what that person looks like, the idealized version of who you are today. So you're going into, if you're 30 years old, what does a 30-year-old me look like at the end of the year? What do people say about that person? What does that person spend their time on? What does that person spend their money on? What does that person value the most? And 
when you start to think about that, you get this picture of what you really, the kind of person that you want to be. And very quickly, you can see the gap between what that person is and who you currently are. And that is when you start to get actionable stuff. Once you get through that, you've thought about the idealized version of yourself. Now is the time to get into the meat of the living ledger process. The reason it's called the living ledger, a ledger is something that keeps you in balance. It's an accounting term, right? And living obviously means your life. So living ledger means we're keeping your life in balance. And so in order to do that, I see that there are three areas of focus in my life that I like to put my attention on. The first area is your personal life. So that is, you know, your, your, your relationship with your significant other or your spouse, your relationship with your parents and your children or the people around you, your friends, your community, your health, the things that make you your person, your personal life. That's one area of focus. The second area of focus is your professional life. And you may say, well, those two things kind of bleed together. Well, I need you to try to draw a line between the two of them so that you can focus on one or the other. Your professional life is clearly like your career or the things that you're striving for, or, you know, maybe you put your finances in that category or whatever. You could put that in your personal or your professional. For me, I like to put it in my personal, but your professional life, that's pretty easy and easily defined there. And then the last thing is really your spiritual life and your charitable life. I put those into a single category. What are you doing to give back? What are you doing to connect with a larger purpose? What are you doing to make sure that you have the relationship with your creator that you want to have? Once you have broken your life mentally into these three sections, you're going to start to write things that you want to be. Remember that idealized version of yourself, things that you want to be, do, or have in that year. So you might say, you know, you've made so many sacrifices for your career. It's time for you to spend more time with your children. Or I want to spend individual time with each one of my kids this year, or I'm going to make date night a priority. I'm a person that calls his mom, you know, once a week or whatever, whatever that situation is, whatever the things that you want to be of that idealized version of yourself and write those things down, write them as definitive statements. You are going to do this. I will do this this year. This person, this person that I'm trying to be does these things. You do that for your personal life. You do that for your professional life. And then you do it for your spiritual and charitable life. What you will find, and this every year, I always think this is really interesting. When I get done writing out a section, the section that is the longest is where my head and my heart's at currently. And a lot of times I find out it's the section of my life that has been neglected the most. Um, and there were several years where I felt like, man, my personal life had a lot of to-do lists because I let my professional life uh, overtake it. There were some years where like my professional life was because I was building, you know, I was trying to create something. And there was a lot, a lot, a lot of work to do and a lot of sacrifices to be made. But it's, it's very enlightening when you see how much you write each time. Now, once you have written all of those things out, I always find it's really interesting at the top of the page before you start writing out, it's going to take multiple pages, write the date and where you are. Um, you know, for me, this was, I wrote this one in the Pazitz food hall in Birmingham, Alabama, right? I, I have one here where I wrote 
uh, you know, at Five Points Oyster Bar. One time I'm, I'm at a coffee shop, you know. But what's cool about that is when you go back and you read this later, remembering where you were and what the date was really allows you to kind of travel back in time and put yourself mentally where you were when you wrote these things down. So give yourself some time to do this. This should take you an hour or two just writing out that. It might take you multiple hours. It might take you hours and hours just to get into the right headspace. But you want to spend the time to get in the right frame of mind to write down what you learned in the past year, to envision the type of person that you want to be, the idealized version of yourself, and then write out the things that you want to spend your time and effort and focus on this year in your personal life, your professional life, and your spiritual and charitable life. If you do those things and then revisit this in a year, you will not believe how much clarity you can get on the type of person that you're trying to be. And all the stuff that I've done in my career, starting a company, getting over personal tragedies, deaths and divorce and all sorts of things. I would have never been able to do that had I not had something that focused me like this. And so I challenge each one of you guys, if you're listening and you got all the way through this podcast, please go do this for yourself. Get yourself a notebook, plan yourself a day and plan your life out. You're investing in yourself, in the person that you want to be, and your family's going to thank you. Your career will thank you. You just become a better person when you live intentionally. Now, if you would like to actually have a written version of this, of how to actually go and do this, reach out to us on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com slash slow smoked business. And if you'll just reach out to us there, we will email you a PDF that's like just a form that you can fill out. No gimmicks. No, you don't have to pay for it. We just believe that I want to see more people live a better life. And so we'll give you this uh, handout and you can use this as a template to follow and kind of make it your own, right? But follow that process that we talked about. Look at those different sections of your life. Get in the right headspace. And I can't wait to hear how all of you guys are doing after you do this. I hope you guys found this process as inspiring as I do. I really believe it can put some positivity and some intentionality into your life. So if you would like to have this document, like I said, please reach out to us on Facebook, facebook.com slash slow smoked business and follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok uh, and reach out to me personally on LinkedIn, Jared Morgan, J-A-R-R-O-D. M-O-R-G-A-N. And I would love to connect with you there and share any wins you have as you follow this process. I think it would be really cool to hear how people are using this and giving themselves some focus into the coming year. I'm hoping and praying for a great year for all of you. Let's put all we have into the coming year to be the best person, be the best worker and the best spiritual person we can in the coming year. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you soon.